couple years down the road, um, you start getting like more comedy work on the road. Like yeah. you're you're traveling around a little bit, you know, cool. just through like your connections at the Valve and being a good comedian. You uh, nice. You get to play like cool like indie rooms. The the you get to go do the the Velveeta Room of Portland or you know yeah San Diego. Cool. Big cities, you know, yeah. you just go and do the fun shows in town. Uh, you're on a like a tour right now. You're calling it my. Two months left in my life tour. What? Yeah. Why the? Why would I call it that? I don't know. You're just trying to like give the impression that people really need to come see you while they can. But I'm not dying. No. <laughs> I'm just being a it's shithead. Just, yeah, it's just like a shitty. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do I take anyone with me on the road? No, you like because you're you're gone for like two months straight. Jeez. Yeah, you're driving like all over the place. Am I doing like clubs or like alt rooms or like yes, a little, little bit of everything? Okay, yeah. just the best that the cities have to offer. Yeah, you're kind of bouncing around town Man, to town. It feels great, you know. It feels really good to hear. You're uh, you're having like a great time. You go do like uh, Boise, you know. You go to Salt Lake City. You go to Jackson Hole, you know. Some off kind of some off the way. Yeah, but places sure. that where there's like hey. We can have like a fun time here. You okay, know? cool. You have a good time. You get to see more of the country than you ever really thought you would. Two months, huh? Two months, man. And you, you everything gets set up uh, by your. You got a, a friend managing you. Who? Uh, her name is Charlotte Fackle. Charlotte Fackle. Mm-hmm. She's like my manager. Yeah. What's our dynamic? It's great. She like busts her ass to like get you out there. She's like sending you packets of things to, like submit with, but she's also really supportive of you as an artist. Uh, you feel like um, you feel like she's like got your best interest at heart. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So um, you're doing like this is this tour, the two months left of my life tour. Are people like? Do people know that it's a bit at every show? Somebody's like, Hey, are you like, okay. Every single show. And I tell them, you're like, yeah, I'm fine. They go, why'd you call it that? And you're like, I thought it was silly. Yeah. And they just, they're like, yeah, I just don't get it. Every single show that happens, at least one person comes up to you and you have that exact same. At least. So what's the most that's happened? Four times. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. You're in Santa Fe. You just show at uh, a place called Frank's Frank's. It's a hot dog restaurant. Oh, really? Run by a man named Frank. Who saw that coming? But he, um, I mean, it's like pretty good. He's got a little, uh, it's like an all organic local farm to table, you know? Sure. Um, brews his own beer, has it available for donation, you know? Pretty cool little place. Nice big patio. Got those big misting fans, you know? And thank God, dude, because it gets hot oh, God. in Santa Fe some nights. Okay. So this Monday night, it's called a Hot Night in Santa Fe. Oh, God. That's the name of the show? Yep. Ugh, is it good? It's pretty good, dude. You get paid. Um, 
$120 plus like a cut of the door. Um, you get a free hot dog during the show and you get one for the road. Oh, cool. They've got a little, uh, like, um, carriage house out back for the guy who runs it. God, so what like, else could you fucking ask? You for? have like a little place to stay. Yeah, yeah dude, this nice. fucking rules. It's a good. It's, it's this like makes me feel really good. It's one of the gems of the run. They have like a washer and dryer and stuff. And wow, you know, you have a next day free, so you could even just kind of like hang out if you wanted to and regroup. Wow, they have like Wi-Fi and stuff. Oh yeah, dude. What's a Wi-Fi password? Uh, it's called We Love Our Kids. <laughs> one two eight. <laughs> That's the password. Yep. What's the name of their? Do they name their network? Yeah, it's called. Um, the tangor household okay any particular reason uh, just their last name hmm. so you you do hot nights in santa fe after that show four different people come up to you and ask you about that and you're like i don't know i just thought it was a, a joke but every at least every other night it's at least one person cool you know Weird. so you're getting ready to like wind up and you've had like this this great experience it's been like um a really awesome two months on the road it's been like a, a really good like personal growth thing for you. You wrote a bunch of new stuff. You really um, feel like you kind of reclaimed a bit of yourself, you know? Wow. It was it was great. And uh, your last weekend is before like heading straight back to Texas. You're out in Las Vegas. You're doing like a little independent show out there. Uh, kind of like a little off the like an off the strip kind of like a coffee shop bar kind of a place. Okay. It's a little I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's divey, but it's like a it's a little bit of a, a secret, you know. It's just not a place where there's a lot of regulars. It's pretty quiet, pretty clean. It's kind of like Austin Java. Yeah. But they they have um they have a Thursday night show there. That like, it's just like one of those things where they're they're a draw. You get fifty people in this little space. Wow, it's a great show. You get you get paid well. They put you up. It's kind of like a nice little send off for the tour. You uh you do the show, have a great set. Like by the end of this two months, you're just like that bad, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You're just it's cooking, and you just have this really killer set. Everything works. You're working on new shit. Uh, you know, you do like an hour and 10 minutes, you know, wow. you're just crushing it and everybody's having a great time and you, uh, come off stage, you wipe the fucking sweat from your brow. Yeah. It was hot nights in Santa Fe, dude. No, this is in Las Vegas. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And those hot nights in Vegas. It's called, the show's called the desert steam. It's called what? Desert steam. Oh God! Yeah. Why are these shows have such terrible names? I don't know, man. But in spite of that, sure, it works. Okay. So you like come off stage. You go to uh, you go to the promoter, and uh, the guy who sets it all up. He uh, he pays you, gives you. He's like, here's 150, you know, for the set, and then he he goes, we we bonus you another 150 bucks. Cool. He goes, thanks for coming. He goes, anytime you want to come back, you just, you know, give me six months and we'll have we'll have you back. Dude, I appreciate it. And I know some people 
that could come out here and fucking destroy, dude. He was great. He was send me an email. Hell I yeah. want names. So you uh you get ready cool. to leave and people are like buying you drinks. You see a man like get ready to exit. He's wearing like the perfect suit. Yeah. It fits him perfectly. He's kind of um classically handsome, you know? He's got bright blue eyes, square jawline, dark brown hair hidden underneath like a classic fedora. Oh, wow. I mean, he looks like he was pulled out of a movie. He's pulling it off. Out of like old school Vegas central casting. Okay. He's wearing like this gray suit. And I I noticed this guy. You see him. You see him walk through the light next to the door and you look over and you catch a glance of him. And he kind of like tips his hat to you. He's got a beautiful woman on his arm. <laughs> I guess I nod at him. She's got a mink coat on. Jeez. In spite of how steamy it is out there on these desert nights. Oh, God. She looks like a starlet from the old Vegas days. <laughs> cool. You um, you wrap up with everybody. Well, I would definitely ask someone like, who was that guy? Every, they'll go, Who? The guy with the fedora? Did you not see that guy? Like, I, don't, I don't know. Starlet on his arm? He's, I mean, there's like... We get people who do like impressionists or tribute artists will come in here. Like, I mean, We've had Elvis sit in on this show a dozen times. Oh, it's okay. Vegas. You know, they could All be street right, well, performers. whatever. Never mind. So uh, nobody really pays any mind to it. So you, you get paid. People are buying you drinks. You get super fucked up, dude. Nice. Like real fucked up. Last, okay. last like real night of the tour before you start heading home. You get shit housed. You take a car to the um, to the the condo that you're staying in. You wake up. He's got a fucking headache. You know. Yeah. Seeing double. Still a little drunk from the Dang. night before. Okay. You um you walk out in the living room. The uh, there's an envelope on the table. It says Pat. You open it. I do. It's a letter from the promoter, and he was like, "Hey, Pat, uh, thanks again." What? Yeah, he he he, he like helped you get home. Oh, uh, he said, "Hey, oh, Pat." Okay, it's yeah. like, "Hey, Pat." I guess that makes more sense. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, Pat, thanks again. Uh, remember what I said? Anytime you want to come back, let me know. Uh, send me an email. Let me know who you think would come through." He goes, "We actually are going to tip you out a little bit more. We had a really great night at the bar. Wow, there's another hundred bucks in there." He goes, "And somebody left you this card." And you pull it out, and the card is just like a perfect business card. You know, it's just like a classic business card look. None of this, there's no graphics on it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a nice, thick card stock. How thick is it? You get the feeling that, like, if you tried to, like, Jimmy a lock with it, you fucking could. Oh, my God. It's thick, dude. All right. It might be the thickest business card you've ever had in your hands. <laughs> okay. And uh, on the business Lord. card, it says, uh, Sammy Slammer. <laughs> Whoa. Manager. On the back, it just says, call me. It's got its phone number. And I'm thinking this is the mystery man. I don't know what you would be thinking. I'm not you. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I, I probably get up. I probably 
get a little bit of food in me to yeah. help with the hangover. Yeah. Maybe I definitely drink a bunch of water, yeah. a cup of coffee. Would and you call I, Sammy Slammer? Yeah, I, I do all that first. So I'm kind mm. of like awake and. So you get ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You call. call. Uh, it rings once. He goes, uh, Sammy Slammer here. Hey, this is Pat Dean. You, uh, Pat Dean, the funny man. Yeah. He goes, uh, okay, nice to meet you. My name's Sammy Slammer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a manager. He goes, one of my clients saw you at your show last night and wants to invite you to what he's got going on. What? He was a, one of my clients, someone I represent is also an artist, and he has a show tonight and uh, appreciated your work and wants me to invite you. To come, like to perform or to No, just, just to come watch his guest. Yeah, fuck it. Tour's done. He goes, okay, uh, see you at Caesar's Palace, 10 p.m. Wear something nice. And he hangs up. What the fuck? Would you go? Yeah, I would take it easy the rest of the day. Yeah. And then I would go. You take it pretty easy. You uh jack off in the condo. <laughs> yeah. You uh eventually like go get breakfast at like one PM. Spend the rest of the day just kinda hanging out, recovering, drinking a lot of fluids. Yeah. Nightfall comes, you go to Caesar's Palace, ten PM. You walk up to the uh the um uh, like the box office, like near the entrance. And there's a, there's a guy standing there. He's wearing like a pinstripe, like a blue suit with gray pinstripes, real broad shoulders. He has a very uh, thin, narrow frame. And he goes, Pat Dean. He reaches out to shake your hand. He's got real long, narrow fingers. Wow. Yeah, I shake his hand. You shake his hand. He goes, I'm here on uh, behalf of my client. <laughs> yeah. His name is Martin Faustino. Jeez. He's a lounge singer. So he uh <clears throat> he, he kind of like grabs you by the arm. What? And he walks you into like this uh this like nightclub area. In little in the little, I almost call it Little Caesars Palace. Oh my god, that's funny too, though. There is actually a Little Caesars inside of Caesar's <laughs> oh, Palace. Shut the fuck up! As you're like getting ready to walk into the club, yeah, you turn to your right and you, you there's like a giant Caesar and it's going pizza, pizza. Oh you know? god! And uh, they call it Little Caesars Palace. <laughs> <laughs> they got hot ready, hot ready carryouts for five bucks. Oh god, man. Yeah, and the scent of that pizza just just like wafts through the air. Yeah. And you go into the Moonlight Lounge at Caesar's Palace. I probably grab a pizza on the way. They uh Sammy goes, he goes, No food inside. Mm. He kinda like lowers his eyebrows at you. Okay, sorry. So he leads you into like a there's a table right by the front of the stage. Yeah. And you look up and you see Martin Faustino on stage. And by God, it's the man in the fedora. Oh, no. And he is crooning, baby. Really? Yeah. He's doing my way. You know? It is something to be seen. Yeah. 
people are in the audience. It's like it's Vegas back when Vegas meant something. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. It's like a return to form in a sense for that. Everybody in there is just dressed impeccably. You know, there are a lot of suit and ties, a lot of ladies in dresses. That classic Vegas vibe. Classic Vegas vibe. And he's crooning. (laughs) Smoking a cigarette on stage. Cool. He's got a glass of whiskey. He stops in between songs sometimes and like tell a story about his hard scrabble upbringing in New York City. Wow. And he tells a story of being a, you know, a child of an immigrant. From where? Italy, baby. The big boot, he calls it. <laughs> that is so lame. I love this guy. So Martin, I, that fucking rules. He is like a performer that is a sight to be seen. Okay. And I appreciate it. And dude. you're watching him and you are enraptured. And the whole audience is just, he's got him eating out of the palm of his hand. Sure. You've never seen anybody more charismatic. He's got just a, a beautiful golden voice. He can dance. He's so funny. It is a, it is a show to behold. And he gets a standing ovation. You see a, a reporter from Variety magazine stand up mm-hmm. and you just see he has a, like a scratch pad and it just says, holy shit <laughs> on it. And he, uh, he gets up and he pulls out his phone and you hear him like call his editor. He goes, I've just seen the, the next rat pack. Jeez. It's starting. Yeah. He goes, and then you, like he leaves, he leaves the, the moonlight lounge. Wow. Martin like sees you as he's getting ready to walk off stage. He goes, Hey, he goes, hang the, hang out there. I'll be down in a second. And he flashes you this brilliant smile. Yeah. He walks away. You hang out there for a second. Waitress comes by. She just kind of tops you off. Winks at you and walks away. She goes, it's on the house, Mr. Dean. What? You see Martin step out from a door to the side of the stage. And he goes, he comes up and he shakes your hand. He's taller than you thought he was, you know? Yeah. Uh, he shakes your hand and he goes, man, you're all I've thought about for the last 24 hours. Oh, wow. He goes, that was, he goes, excuse me. That was the best comedy I've ever seen. I go, well, dude, I gotta be on. I, I'm not blowing smoke. That was fucking great. He goes, oh, it's a work in progress. I go, he goes, well, Martin Faustino. Hi, Pat Dean. You guys shake hands. Yeah. So you guys spend like an hour together, like, uh, just like talking, you sure. know? Um, just like sharing a mutual respect for one another as artists. He's like talking about your jokes and he's like surprisingly pretty comedy savvy. Oh, wow. He gets it, you know? Cool. Uh, and he, he talks about like his favorite comedians and he mentions like, you know, names that, you know, you're only gonna know if you're a comedy fan, you know? Oh, okay. Uh, so you guys spend like an hour talking in this bar and finally, they go, hey, guys, we got we to gotta turn the room around. We got another show starting. So he goes, hey, come with me. I'll show you to, show you up to my room. Oh, thanks, man. So you go up to his room. He's got like a big, like, suite. He's got a full bar. Pours you a nice stiff one. You guys talk for a little bit. He goes, you know what? He goes, Pat, I envy you because you're so quick-witted, you know? Thank you. He goes, I really struggle with, with talking to people out in the wild sometimes. Yeah. He, he takes a sip out of his drink. He looks out over the Las Vegas strip. Yeah. <laughs> he looks at it longingly and he goes, 
I'm going to miss this place when I go. Where are you going? He turns, he goes, New York City. Cool. I'm going to Broadway. Oh, that's so cool, man. So he kind of tells you that he's like on the cusp of like breaking out and being like this really big thing. Like you thought Michael Buble, everybody loves him. He can't hold a fucking candle to this guy. Do they have like a rivalry? I mean, no, he has more rivalry with Josh Groban than anything. Really? But yeah. Has there anything like happened? Like what happened? I mean, they just had, there was a tussle one night, you know, they were both at a, they both have like a residence in Vegas, you know, like residencies. Yeah. And um, there was only one sausage hot and ready left at the Little Caesars Pizza. And they both reach out to grab it at the same time. And, this and they is go, inside. I'll have this, please. <laughs> and then they, and then Groban was like, I was here first. And Martin was like, we clearly tied. He's like, why don't we split it? And Groban's like, no, I don't want to split it. Wow. And like yanked it away. And Martin's like a nice guy. So he's like, whatever. Sure. I'll pay the extra $2 and get the one with all the meats. And he did. So ever since that, he hasn't had like a good thing with Josh Groban, but you know. Mm. Either way, he goes, Pat, yeah. maybe you could help me. With he what? Goes, Give me a line. What's what's a line that that I can say? What's Damn. a line? If I'm walking down the street and somebody recognizes me and they and they say, like, hey, are you are, are you where are you what do you do? Like what? how do I get them? I need some zingers, Pat. So you want me to write some zingers for you? Yeah, just like conversational zingers. Okay. So what what would I the joke? So hold on. So you're walking down the street and someone recognizes you? Yeah, they say, Hey, aren't you Martin Faustino? Like, how can I zing him? Jeez. I mean, you wanna, what would you say? You what's like a, a what's joke like a, or you want to zing? It's like a clever them? what's like a clever comeback. Um He goes, I want to be like you, I want to be clever. Yeah. So they're like, Hey, what's up? You can just be like, like are, are you that guy? They're saying, Aren't you Martin Faustino? Yeah, yeah. Um Hmm. He goes, what would you say if somebody's like, hey, your your music sucks? What should I tell them? How do I how do I burn somebody? He said, you fucking suck, bitch. He said, you think that's it? That's it. That's you all I have to do. You fucking suck, bitch. All I have to say is you fucking suck, bitch? You walk away, two middle fingers up. Two middle even, fingers up. You don't up. even look back at this. He's punk. like, what if I'm holding an espresso? Then one middle finger. Okay. All right, give me some more. He goes, uh, what if somebody's like, hey, that, stu- that suit looks dumb, idiot. And it does not. <laughs> you go, um, get some glasses, you fucking freak. And you then you him. do that thing where you, um, you know, in Europe, they, instead of giving the finger, they do. Yeah, under the chin. Under the chin, you do that. And then you give him the finger. He like, he's like, pulls out a little... <clears throat> Moleskin, he starts writing it down. Hell yeah. So you guys go over like six or seven different scenarios. Where are other ones? Uh, where one where he's like, where somebody's like, excuse me, uh, how do you get to the Freedom Tower? And you tell him, you're like, oh, I know one way you can get there. And then you just like wink at him and walk away. <laughs> That's my answer. That's your answer. That's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's not very helpful. Oh, no. But so you, you just give him like zingers, you know? Sure. Kind of and uh, you spend the rest of the night just hanging out with him, drinking. Cool. You guys become like fast friends. You exchange information. Is he paying me to do this? Huh? Or is it just, just something I'm doing? Yeah, or? you're just you're just hanging out, shooting the shit. So, oh, so I stayed there for a few days. 
No, like the rest of that night. Oh, okay. okay. Like you guys hang out. You be, you be like befriend each other really quickly. Cool. Um, you exchange info. When he comes through Austin, you get to like go and get backstage, and he hangs out with you. And uh, I mean, he becomes like a like a real friend, cool. and it's great because he becomes incredibly successful. He's like the next big thing. They're calling him the new Sinatra. And, you know, there's a, a group of guys that they kind of form like a new Rat Pack and they, they shoot to fame. Who else is in the group? There's a, a guy there named uh, Wallace Sims. He's like um, he's like the, the charming black guy, you know, kind of does the Sammy Davis thing. Cool. There's a guy named uh, Torque Mudley. <laughs> He's just like he's kind of like the the Dean Martin. He's just like so they're kind of like recreating this. Yeah, I mean, they, there's definitely like an archetype, you know. Sure. Uh, the, he's but he's the one who's like a good actor and very charming, and you know, somebody like moms love, and so they just like shoot to fame, and uh, like he moves into he moves into New York, right? Does, there, does the Rat Pack the new Rat Pack have a name? Yeah, they're called the New Rat Pack. They're, they're called, okay. Yeah, I mean that's like they don't have like a formal name, but. That's just what the yeah they're like are. making movies and doing specials and stuff together. They're just doing a lot of things together, but they're all each in successfully uh, the successful individual performance. Man, I would text them. I'd text them because uh, we exchanged, and I go, dude, you are absolutely killing it right now. So after this is like like congrats, man. This is like a month after you guys meet. Yeah. So then he, you guys are texting, and he's like, hey, I'm I'm moving to New York. Like I'm finally moving in. Cool. He goes, I got a great place on Fifth Avenue. He goes, come see me sometime. He goes, I got your plane ticket. Are you serious? Yeah, he, he's like, Pat, things are really good. Oh, geez. I'm doing great. Okay, cool, he man. Goes, I, he goes, I kind of even want to talk to you about like other projects we might be able to work on together. Really? Yeah. Well, how soon can I visit you? He goes, um, he goes, I don't know. I'm, I'm on my way to the grocery store. He goes, uh, I'm going to go there, pick up a couple things, and I'll head back, and uh, I'll need to get online and, and look at some stuff. He goes, but um, give me like 30 minutes. Cool. He goes, remember when we you gave me all those tips on how to talk to these fucking Yankees? <laughs> Here you go, yeah. He goes, he goes, today's the day. And he kind of like laughs about it, you know? And uh, you guys like kind of share a moment. You remember that night just looking out on the strip? How much you miss his company? Why do you call him Yankees? Because he was moving to New York. Okay. You know, I mean, seems like it's pretty obvious. But uh, <laughs> so you... um. <laughs> You like wait like thirty minutes. You get a phone call, right? He like it's like his number. You answer it. Here's how I answer it. I go, "Who is it?" Just be funny. He goes, "He goes, Pat." What the hell? He goes, "I got a problem." What's wrong? He goes, "Look, man." He goes, "I tried one of your lines." He goes, "It, it did not go well." He goes, "I told somebody they were a fucking bitch. I gave him two middle fingers." We got into a fight. Oh, no. We went down an alley. He was in one thing that happened, and I I bonked his head off of a off of the stoop oh, here. Oh, no. He's like, Pat, you got to help me. So you killed someone. Yeah, he goes, I need you on a plane right now. He goes, please, Pat. Dude. He goes, he goes everything is so close. What? He goes, everything. I'm, I'm right here. He goes, this will ruin me. Okay. So I guess it's kind of my fault. You get on a plane. You take the, the next flight straight to New York. Six hours later, 
you uh he gives you the address you get like Man, a cab. my advice was terrible you get a cab you, and like you're on the phone with him he like guides you to where he is he's like moved the body away underneath like an alley and in, in like an alley like next to a dumpster it's covered in newspaper he like pulls the newspaper back and you see it's just like an old man you know he's got a dumb fucking look on his face what yeah he looks like a dummy you okay. know so he goes, Pat, how how do we get rid of this? How do we get rid of a body? How do we do this? I go, dude, I, I got, I don't know why he called me out here. I have no experience starts, in this. He starts like freaking out. He's like standing up. He's got his hands behind his head. He goes, I don't know what I'm going to fucking do. He starts like openly sobbing. Next thing you know, you see like a flashlight and the cop goes, what's going on down there? What? I put. Martin's like freaking out. My hands are on back of my head and my head is against the wall i don't Martin's want like I, I didn't mean to do it i didn't mean to do it the cops come down and they arrest the two of you guys why they arrest me because you're right next to the body but i didn't do anything but you're uh you had you were like touching the newspaper and stuff and like your fingerprints are definitely on the scene okay but you know, I and could... you're on the you're like right there what martin tells a story of what happened of how you gave him the advice and you know you showed up the dead body was there you get a accessory to murder Oh, man. Martin ends up getting convicted. He gets the fucking death penalty. What? Yeah, they fucking kill him. How do they do it? Uh, electric chair. They brought it back. They brought it back. They call it the the Martin special. Oh, they, go, they go, you're finally going to be up in lights. Oh, and then they, God damn they it. They hit the switch on him. They wait, make, wait, they call it the Martin special? Is he the yeah. first one to have it done to him or something? Yeah, after they brought it back. Uh, wow. Wow. So you you're forced to watch it and you're in what? Jail. Why? No, they just that's part of your sentencing. So you get forced to watch your best friend get electrocuted. Uh, he looks into your eyes the whole time. His eyelids just like burn off immediately. Jeez. He just locks eyes with you. I'd probably like be crying and I'd yell like I'm sorry. Yeah, there aren't enough tears. So you end up like seeing that it traumatizes you. And one day you're just in the yard and this guy walks up to you and he goes, "Man, you you came in with." With Martin, he goes. You knew him. Everybody yeah. says you knew him. He's my best friend. He goes. I miss him so much. Yeah. I used to watch his videos on YouTube all the time before I killed my brother-in-law. <laughs> He's but you know what? what? At least we'll always have the memories. Yeah. And then he uh, then he reaches back and slices your throat. God damn it! You fucking die. You die facing uh, the Hudson River. <laughs> they build a, they build a uh, maximum security prison on the Hudson River. What for? What reason? Now that's where this you know that's where the city wanted it. All right. And uh, you you just die looking out at a barge. You see two homeless people <laughs> fucking on a barge. <laughs> that's the last thing you see. Fuck, man! How long was I supposed to be in jail for? Oh, like forty years. Forty? Yeah. Your accessory to murder. What? But I did. And a lot of people blamed you for Martin's death too. Yeah, you know, you gave him the advice that ultimately got him killed. <laughs> yeah, I guess it didn't work at all. Yeah, but you fucking died. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs>